Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us from the Boston area today is Carrie Penman. Carrie is Chief Risk and Compliance Officer at Navex. And today we're going to be talking about their 2023 State of Risk and Compliance Report. Uh, Carrie, thanks for joining us. And let's dive right in. One of the things that I found striking this year was the difference in attitudes and support for compliance programs between leadership and management. Can you take us through what your survey found? Sure, Adam, and thanks so much for having me. Really great to be here with you and to talk about this report that had just a boatload of data and interesting findings. So uh, with regard to management, uh, it was very interesting. We always ask about management's commitment to the ethics and compliance programs. And this year we found that three quarters of our respondents indicated that senior leaders encourage compliance uh, at their organizations and nearly as many report that their senior leaders actually demonstrate their commitment to compliance to all employees. So that's a very, very positive finding. Um, but it starts to tail off a little bit when we ask the question about whether or not this commitment persists, if you will, in the face of competing interests or objectives. So while 70% of the respondents said senior leaders demonstrated a commitment, Interestingly, only 47% said that that commitment persisted in the face of so competing objectives. So significant drop at, drop at the senior level. Mm -hmm. Then if we look at the middle managers, uh, also some very actually concerning findings here. So this is sort of the not so good news of the good news, bad news story. Uh, we found regarding mid-level management that respondents indicated that commitment to compliance efforts and the commitment in the face of competing interests. Both of those dropped by eight and nine percentage points, respectively. So big drop there uh, with regard to middle management. We also found, and this was fascinating and a little scary, that year over year for the middle management, encouraging the employees to act unethically to achieve business objectives saw an 18 percentage point increase and also impeding compliance personnel from effectively doing their job saw a 13 percent uh increase percentage point increase so pretty significant disconnect between perceived leadership and the behavior of the mid-manager and so my takeaway to that is that our first and second level managers are feeling the pressure in this current economy to deliver and meet business objectives, and they're making some um, less than ideal decisions, if you will. Adam, what do you think? Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> alarming what you're saying. You know, in some ways, it's not unexpected. I mean, there's always been concern about what's often referred to as the mushy middle. You know, that they're getting squeezed by managers to deliver, and that you know, their perception, whether it's real or not, is that people don't care about the ethics and compliance, they just got to make those numbers. But I think you may be right that with economy sort of both booming and fears of recessionary pressure at the same time, it's too easy for people to focus on just this quarter rather than the importance of compliance. Uh, let's talk about some specific risk areas. Uh, privacy and data security just scream out from the study. It, is the biggest issue identified. What's going on? Is it Europe's activity across the world? Uh, what? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think 
probably what's driving it is data breaches or the fear of them. You know, it's uh, such a an important topic and so many organizations have been affected. And, you know, there's the old adage, if you uh, don't have haven't had a data breach, uh, either you will or you don't know you have had one yet. So this data privacy, cybersecurity issues, they're really topping the list almost across the board in this survey. Uh, and first of all, it topped the list of compliance issues that have actually occurred at organizations in the last three years. So it's happening. Uh, I think it was in the 30 some percent said that they had had or experienced a data breach in the last three years. And so the other thing we found, which I guess is corresponding to it, is that the regulatory compliance and data privacy and protection and security tied for the top spot. So that was at 95% of issues that were of top importance to the organization. What was fascinating, Adam, was that the lowest importance uh, in terms of priority was bribery, corruption, and fraud. So one of the consistent messages that we saw throughout this is cybersecurity, data privacy, they are consistently at the top of the list whether it's issues or training topics and bribery, corruption, and fraud have been moving down. So continuing on the, you know, on the data privacy, we also found uh, cybersecurity was the top training topic for the next two to three years. That was followed by code of conduct and then data privacy. And we also found a higher than expected placement of the compliance function in IT. Uh, when we first started looking at the data, we thought that was pretty surprising. But as we broke it down further, what actually really stood out was that Germany was by far and away the place this was most true. Well, along the lines <laughs> as you're getting into something country specific, one of the things that's notable in, in the survey was there were differences in attitudes on privacy and a lot of other topics between the U.S., U.K., Germany and France, the four companies you broke out results for. Um, we talked about one. What were some of the other key differences you found between these countries and, and more broadly between Europe and the U.S.? Yes, yeah, so there were some significant differences, but there also were some things that were relatively consistent. But certainly, you know, I mentioned that in Germany, they were more likely to report to IT in terms of compliance. Not surprising. They've been the strong leader in privacy legislation for a long time. But if we go back to the topic about management, it was notable that uh, in the U.S., 52% of the U.S. respondents said senior leaders persisted in their commitment, even in the face of competing interests, where it was 33% in France, 34% in Germany, and 41% in the U.K. said that their senior leaders persisted in the face of competing interests. So significant drop. Uh, when we got to France, Germany, and the UK. Um, and I don't think it was that great that it was only 52% uh, in the US either. So some opportunities there for sure. And then perhaps not surprisingly, given the German Supply Chain Act, more than half the respondents in Germany rated their third-party due diligence program as either very good or excellent. That was 53 to 64%. And this included uh, the area of requiring compliance training and certifications from third parties, which is always a topic of debate. What, how, how far do you go into your third parties? 
and 59% of respondents in Germany choosing one of the top two self-assessment op uh, options there on their program. That compared to 45% in France. Um, one other point maybe related to the uh, uh, international comparisons, the risk and compliance professionals in Germany were actually more likely to say their ability to measure the impact of training on behavior and their operations was excellent or very good and better than those in France and the US. So those are some of the top takeaways that uh, that varied by country. Thanks. And, you know, I, I expect to see some sort of differences between attitudes in different countries based on history, experience, what the laws are. But one part of the research had a disconnect for me that I couldn't figure out. We, we hear members say that they struggle with data and data analytics, yet your research showed that the numbers were pretty good in terms of people's satisfaction level in this area. Why the disparity? Oh, that was a good question. Um, and I don't know if I have a good answer for you. Um, I wonder if maybe there's a little bit of a disconnect between how this question was interpreted. Um, we did find that nearly 70% of the respondents said their access to data to be able to monitor and test policies uh, uh, or transactions that was either sufficient or very sufficient. And frankly, this didn't vary much by company size. So 70% said their access to data was good. Um, the only thing I might attribute that to is the the DOJ's proclamations uh, in their evaluation of corporate compliance programs, um, making it clear that they would not put up with data silos and that if compliance didn't have access to data, um, then they would have to answer for that. So um, we know now that they have access, only 7% said their data availability was insufficient. But to your point, Adam, I think maybe they don't know what to do with it now that they have access and that the that the real issue is on on data analytics and and how to manage that and ensure they're really using it in a way that gives them good feedback we've gone from differences disparities all that and now i do want to take on something that was troubling to me um it appears that despite all the progress elsewhere discipline remains a challenge only about 60 percent thought discipline and incentives were fairly and consistently applied only 40 percent reported that the same process is followed for each instance of misconduct should we be concerned so i absolutely think we should be concerned about this and you know i do wonder it's possible that it's due to the organizational structure perhaps of, of each person who responded because only half the organization's compliance programs are, are responsible for monitoring investigations. But you know, this question is where the rubber meets the road. If, if discipline is not applied consistently, then that's where we get cynicism in our organization. So I do think it's troubling and that it is an opportunity for organizations to put perhaps more structure around their processes for looking at um, consistency and discipline. And one last thing that I found striking in the results is when, when it comes to things like training and policies, there seemed to be a, a low focus on reporting and non-retaliation, which could be problematic, especially now that the EU directive is in effect. Um, do you have the same sort of sense of anxiety that I do, or am I reading the numbers wrong? Oh, I'm right there with you. I think that, uh, you know, we've got the EU directive in place. And the point of the directive is to protect whistleblowers who report misconduct from retaliation. So 
the survey responses were puzzling um, and it, it indicated pretty low priority of non-retaliation training in this area, identifying ways to report wrongdoing. More than half of all the respondents indicated that whistleblowing, reporting, and retaliation uh, was either very important or essential. Um, but in the U.S., it was 71%, the U.K., 66%, France, 60%, and Germany, 59%. So there's, you know, you know, 40 or so percent uh, where they're not focusing on this, given, um, I would say it's surprising, given the fact that it's been such a focus, particularly in Europe. So um, it's, it's something we don't pay enough attention to in general, and I think the survey bears that out as well. Well, Carrie, thank you for sharing these insights into the data uh, on the report. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletow from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.